Welcome back to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, I have one question for you. What's that? Are you ready to speak and be heard? Let's speak. I brought some so, champagne. Yes. Okay, so just let's jump right into that. You can now watch us on YouTube um, on the Speak Studios YouTube page. Uh, that is a new feature for us. We are always recording these because modern times in Zoom. Uh, you won't know this if you're listening to the podcast right now, but Jack is hanging out with Leo. You're actually perfectly covering Leonardo DiCaprio. I know, it's a bad one. Well, if you can figure out how to off-center that for the next time, um, Leo is raising his glass to the rec center because now <laughs> we <laughs> we are officially uh, coming to you presented by Speak Studios. Really exciting partnership for us. I have listened to quite a few Speak podcasts. Jack, you also have another Speak podcast. So yeah, we just want to let everyone know it's kind of a new thing for us and we are very excited about it. Very exciting. You want to see what other... Um uh jpegs i have on my desktop that i can replace leo with how quickly this can is a you... fun game oh. how about captain ron <laughs> what? so this is a stark difference between jack and i that will surprise no one who's met us i have no jpegs on my desktop like not one everything is organized perfectly into folders and i can only imagine what jack's desktop looks like you remember you captain want... ron i have i don't even know what that is you don't what captain ron is that a movie yeah, with Kurt that, Russell and obviously Martin Short right there. There's Martin Short. And yeah, it's, it's like a, a Chicago family that goes on a uh, Caribbean vacation to get away. And they're like, uh, their Caribbean Sherpa is Kurt Russell. I don't know if that's what they're called. They're probably not called Caribbean Sherpas. But uh, their captain is Kurt Russell, who is, you know, like a modern day uh, sailing playboy and you know uh, the family falls in love with Kurt Russell Captain Ron more so than Martin Short the plan kind of backfires on Martin Short he's trying to get closer with his family he really alienates them it's it's very much like um, what about Bob but on water on the Caribbean sure I did not I told Jack we were going to start doing these on YouTube about five minutes ago I didn't think we would go off the rails so fast with with Captain Ron and Leo, um, Jeff Bezos was on on his background earlier. So new life for the rec center. It's a whole new world out here. Uh, anything else on our new partnership? He's vibing. If you're not watching this on YouTube, go ahead and uh, go over to youtube.com. Search the rec center and you can enjoy and watch this. Do you listen Isn't to podcasts this- on YouTube, Jack? Uh, I, uh, I'll my YouTube algorithm, sometimes something will pop up and it's, but I'll never watch a full thing, but I'll watch like a 15 minute, like, you know, Joe Rogan talks aliens kind of thing. Okay. That's not the content I engage with, but different algorithms for different people. That's the point of the algorithm. All right. So Don't you want like a fruity rum drink though. A little bit. The um, the white balance on the photo behind you is just absolutely crazy. Sorry, I think this is bad podcasting or it's good podcasting. I don't know if you can't see this, but just I think Google Captain Ron if you're listening and curious. But everyone's faces are so orange. It's like a weird Instagram influencer level of orange. Uh, anything else before we jump into TV talk? Uh, no, let's jump into TV talk. Do you, before we get into Rex, um, did you see that Happy Endings is now on Netflix? Have you, are you a Happy Endings guy? Uh, 
if you're not a happy endings person, you just haven't seen enough happy endings episodes is my take on happy. End- happy endings is phenomenal. Okay. So PSA from the rec center, it's now on Netflix, which it never has been. It was an ABC show back in the day. It got canceled after three seasons and it has, to my knowledge, it's only ever lived on Hulu. So most people have Hulu, like you've probably seen it, but if you have not seen it and you do have Netflix and you're looking for quick, funny show, like I said, it's three seasons. So it goes by really fast and you'll be sad. It's over. They did a Corona reunion, like um, a zoom, the characters came back, whatever. I'm wondering if they'll ever revive it now that it's made its way to Netflix. They're not that old. Like they weren't young when the show was on, but they're not that much older. So I wonder. Well, I think the the best thing they got going for them is that no one in that cast is like an A-list celebrity. Mm -hmm. So they're all probably down, you know, they're all game to sign up for six months and do another season. Does, is it Alicia Cuthbert or Elisa? Alicia. Alicia. She's definitely the biggest, she's the biggest name. I don't, but I don't, I don't think she works. I don't, I haven't just haven't seen her in anything in a while, but that absolutely doesn't mean that I haven't just missed something. All right. Happy endings is on Netflix. That was a PSA. That is not one of my recs, but I just want everyone to know that if you haven't seen it, you do not have an excuse for not watching it anymore. You know, I would like to expand on that, Lindsay. Congratulations to, I think, did you recommend this last week? The Dirty John season two, the Betty Broderick story. You did not, but you just mentioned you don't like how they've just built on the branding. Yeah. I think it's a weird branding anthology series because right. it has nothing to do with the, the later seasons. Yeah. Right. Okay. That aside, I remember watching it last summer and thinking, this is a sneaky, really awesome show. I watched the second season. I didn't watch the first season because not to sound snooty, but you know, the podcast was better. The first season, Dirty John. Um Amanda Pete and Christian Slater killing it. And now they're getting the second life on Netflix. And I Netflix just does that service to people. They mm-hmm. just they 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 give you a, a rebirth. So I'm happy for for Amanda Pete and Christian. Amanda Pete, uh tough couple of years for Amanda Pete as um she's married to one of the got showrunners. And that guy has lost like every single job he signed up for in the last two years. But being a got, and by that he means Game of Thrones, um, showrunner was such a high for so long. Like yeah, the valley but, had to come at some point. And has it been that bad? You're right, David Benioff. Oh, it's been it's been sh- very very bad. They lost because so the irony was they were hurrying up the last season of Game of Thrones so they could work on a Star Wars trilogy. They botched the ending of Game of Thrones so bad that Star Wars pulled out. They were going to do an HBO um, adaptation of that uh, novel or series of novels about um, an alternate history in which the South wins the Civil the Civil War. Oh, yeah. Um, that was pulled from them. Now And then, God, they signed a huge Netflix deal last year. And they've yet to even go into pre-production with something because I'm guessing that they keep putting together these ideas and even Netflix, Netflix, which will air any, pretty much anything is saying, no, dude, we're not putting this on the air. What are you talking about? See Ryan Murphy. Have you watched Halston yet? I'm assuming you haven't because you would have talked about it. I am going to watch Halston. I just haven't. I have not watched Halston. Okay. Um, the, were they involved, Benioff and Weiss, were they involved with the spinoffs or the prequels of Game of Thrones? Because there have been issues with those as well. No. 
Okay. So there was other people. Okay. Well, all that said, and all that aside, rough couple years for Benioff and Weiss. However, I feel like it's still great to be Amanda Pete, no matter what, no matter when, no matter what. No. Yeah. No, I like Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete's great. Um, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. We were both going there. Yeah. Severely underrated show. We should do five or six. I wonder if that's streaming on Peacock. Uh, we should do like some kind of special episode where we rewatch that and talk about it because, and you know what? <laughs> One thing I didn't mention is now with this, we, um, we're going to introduce a new rating system TBD on that. That's a tease for next week. We might bring on some guest stars, um, some new faces, a little fresh blood for the show. Um, I'm thinking a little Kelsey Krieger, you, me, studio 60, uh, little, group activity could be a fun rewatch because that was one of our formative friendship shows where you would come to our room mm-hmm. freshman year to watch studio 60 on the sunset strip this was 2006 by the way so yeah i do think we need something that's ongoing in this post mayor world that we're now living in so it would be fun to do something like that um yeah it's something that uh listeners can listen and law could could participate with we should we should do that. We should pick and pick and then announce what our rewatch is going to be. It has to be like ten years old or something. We'll we'll make rules for this. This is producing while we podcast. The other thing I was going to say though is I don't I I said maybe it's on Peacock. I I actually don't think Studio Sixty is streaming anywhere. So that would be a challenge is to find shows that are throwbacks that are actually streaming. Did you watch Ed, the bowling yeah. alley lawyer? Yeah. Not streaming anywhere. Yeah, Ed's great. It's just um, sitting on hard drives in NBC's offices, wh- wherever. Just put it on Peacock. You have an entire network to just, just put it that, there. Wasn't uh, that a star-turning role for Justin Long? Who I wasn't you were going to say Julie Bowen. No, Justin. Julie Bowen. No, 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 no. That would be Happy Gilmore, my friend. Oh, sorry. Again, movies. Um, Justin Long, was that? Because I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I think Justin Long's in Ed, pretty sure. And by pretty sure, I mean, I know he is. But he was in a movie around that time that I'm trying to remember if he became like what you said a star turn. Like, is that what made him famous? We are really deep in the weeds. We haven't even gotten to a single wreck yet. But that's what happens. This is Kate Winslet's fault because Mare ended. And instead of talking about this beautiful show, we are now just gonna do Tangent Town off the top. Yeah, it yeah. This definitely one hundred percent made Justin Long's career. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Justin Long. And Tom Cavanaugh is the actor who plays him. Yes, is that. So what I'm saying, NBC Universal, you have a streaming network. You're looking for content to put on it. I know you are. Put Ed on there and put Studio 60 on there and give them the the Netflix bump that Happy Endings is about to get, which is, I think, it was such a cool classic. I think most people have seen Happy Endings. But just to tie that one back around to the beginning, if you are one of the few people that hasn't watched it, Give it the little Netflix bump for us. Maybe we'll get another season. All right. Give me a wreck. Or do you have any more tangents you want to go No tangents. No tangents. Okay. I got some weird ones. Um, And I'll start with what was a pleasant surprise for me. And that was, oh, I didn't even write down. Hold on. I want to make sure I get the title completely right. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm so ready. Uh, I think it's the biggest movie in America right now, and it's The Conjuring: Colon The Devil Made Me Do It. 
where is this streaming? HBO Max. Ever okay. heard of it? Um, no. It's the third Conjuring movie. It's like the eighth movie in the franchise because they have all the Annabelles as well. And the nun is in there. I'm not a big horror guy. It's not really my jam. Um, but <laughs> full disclosure, I needed a third recommendation. So I popped this on while I was working. I started it at like 7.30 a.m. And I had like every everything in my room was dark, like bleak. So it was a, it was it was the morning time. I was up and drinking coffee, but it was a, a nice ambiance for a conjuring screening. And I was surprised. I don't know, like I'm not super. Uh, I don't know conjuring canon. You know what I mean? I know, like there's a couple of references to Annabelle that I was able to get just because I haven't seen a single Annabelle movie but i know that she's an evil doll who doesn't like when people live around her um this is kind of uh it's like a courtroom drama kind of deal it's good it's good some 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 wild scares i wouldn't i mean it wouldn't be the first thing i'd pop on but it's a it's a strong fallback plan for a friday night in with the popcorn to preview our new rating system, if you were doing it out of five stars, would it be like a three and a half? Is that what we're saying? Uh, Yeah, 3.5. I am someone who does not enjoy horror movies. I don't like loud noises. I don't like being scared by loud noises. It's actually not even the visuals as much as the way that they do, you know, get you with the audio. So what are we working with here? Is it just ghouls and demons and... Yeah, ghouls and demons. There's some jump scares. It's It's an interesting question because you know, you can plead temporary insanity and get away with a crime of passion, right? Theoretically, mm-hmm. uh, or not get away with, but have your sentence severely lightened. And this is, I mean, you could pick this up from watching the preview, but the whole idea is, you know, if you can acknowledge temporary insanity, why can't you acknowledge like being possessed by an evil demon? And I, you know, um, insurance companies use the, the, the the phrase the catch-all phrase act of god like they can't cover your car if a boulder falls off of a mountain and crushes it while you're outside walking around because that was an act of god and if you so if you can acknowledge acts of god why can't you acknowledge acts of the devil is it possible this is based on a true story in the sense that okay okay i have seen this preview a bunch and i when you said the can you plead possession or whatever um i I, now i know i've seen the conjuring previous but like i now i'm aware of like what it's about so interesting yeah it's fine it's like i mean it's definitely scary if it's not a traditional horror movie it's like horror and there's kind of like some eye roll scenes for sure where this is a little too much over the top i was much more interested in in um like setting precedent in the courtroom which sounds so lame, but it was it was interesting. Okay. Interesting enough, I might do it if I'm really looking for a movie, although I still need to do Promising Young Woman. Um, anything else on The Conjuring? No. Okay. I was going to do this as my third rec because it is a non-rec. And it's my own fault for even watching this movie, but I've seen this movie climb from not on the top 10 to like go further and further up the top 10. I don't know where it sits right now. I'm obviously talking about Netflix. 
Have you heard of Two Hearts with Jacob Elordi from Euphoria? You'll no. see it. If you pop, actually, everyone has the same top 10, right? Because you, if you pop yeah. on your Netflix, you should see this. It's called Two Hearts, the number two, not spelled out for whatever reason. That bothered me a little, but okay. It's the worst movie I've seen recently and like possibly ever, but that's 30 years of bad movies. So maybe it's not like deserving of being that high. So here's what caught me it's Jacob Elordi, who is a star of Euphoria, dated Zendaya, is like six foot five and just classic leading man. Like what if Noah Centineo was better looking? That's who this guy is. And I, again, I love Euphoria. I feel like I say it all the time on this podcast, but I love that show. And he's really good in that. And (laughs) it was just like, oh, maybe this will be a, uh, to all the boys I've loved before type of surprise Netflix rom-com. It is, I'm just going to, sorry, tell you the plot and tell you why it sucks. Again, if for whatever reason you want to watch this movie, just skip ahead a few minutes. It's not going to take me that long to spoil. So you're seeing two people. One's like old time, I don't know, 70s, 80s, whatever decade it is. One is Jacob Elordi going to college. And you see him at first, you see Jacob Elordi, the movie starts with him being wheeled in to an emergency room. He wakes up and he... He's like, whoa, scary medical thing, crazy. He then goes on to live his life. So he marries this girl. They have a kid. The kid's like five. He becomes a firefighter. You're watching him live this whole life. You're also simultaneously watching this other man who, by the way, this is based on- a We're spending story. a lot. We're spending a lot of time on this show that you said is terrible and no one should ever watch. I don't know how- I'm getting to the end or to the end of my I, they, part I of why- say- it's terrible. It's melodramatic. Skip no, it. it's not oh. terrible because it's melodramatic. I like melodramatic. I like this stuff. So he's living his life. And then he just goes, just kidding. This didn't happen. We're back in the hospital now and he's dead and he never wakes up. And it's not like, oh, this was like a dream. Like you watched him for 30 minutes, live a whole life. And then they just pull the rug out from under you and they're like, just kidding. None of this happened. He was dead the whole time. His heart or some part of his body goes to this other man who I who needed lungs. So he's like some condition. The other man is the Bacardi heir. This happened in real life. The heir to the Bacardi throne. So this guy's got like kajillions of dollars. And probably shouldn't even be this high on the transplant list, but is. So like, that's an issue to begin with. So then Jacob will already quote unquote saves this man. And it's like, oh, this young kid had to die for the Bacardi heir to live, you know, past the age of 75. But it's like the dumbest pull the rug out from under you thing. It's not a twist. It's just cruel and unusual. I think the fundamental point of this podcast or like the service that we think or that we like to believe that we provide is saving people time and cutting out, cutting the fat when uh, finding their streaming choices. Yeah. You laid it on pretty thick there. I mean, a 140, 100 hour and 40 minute movie versus 140 Mm -hmm. seconds of me telling you, JK, Jacob Elordi was dead the whole time and not in a sixth sense, I see dead people way. Like Mm -hmm. that was a good twist. This is just 
we're going to make an entire movie and be like, just kidding. He was dead the whole time. Okay. Two hearts. Skip it. Yeah. I, there's probably other things I have, but I'm not allowed to say anything else. So you can do your next rec. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm getting weird again with it. I'm going YouTube. There's this YouTube channel that I discovered about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's called oversimplified. And this dude puts out a video like every three to four months and tackles a popular history subject. And it is unbelievable how good it is. He puts these videos out like, so the Napoleonic Wars was a two-parter he just put out last week or two weeks ago. Um, it's two parts. The whole thing's like 40 minutes. It's already got like 27 million views. This dude is insane. He's got such a crazy wide following because you can watch it as like, like it's, you could let your kids watch it eight, nine or 10, or, you know, you can watch it our age and be just so entertained. It's funny. It's crazy smart. It's a cartoon. It's all cartoons. Oh. Um, but they go, he does one on, uh, obviously world war one, world war two. There is a French revolution one. There's an American revolution. There is a civil war. There's the history of China that is wild. He does like mini wars. He does like the Falkland Wars. Um, uh, the time that Australia declared war on emus. Look it up. It's a real thing. It actually happened. It's oversimplified on YouTube. Next time you're just waiting for your partner to settle down or like wrap up a phone call, dial it up on YouTube. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Is, is this just grown-up schoolhouse excellent. rock, though? Um, yeah, but it's like the, I mean, some of them are like feature length. Some like the the Napoleonic Wars one is all in forty minutes. That's a lengthy schoolhouse rock app. It's really good. I loved it. If we were doing, um, I love it. I should say I have a, I subscribe so I get a little ding every time you post a new video, and I am running, not walking to. A surface to check it out. What's oversimplified? His name? Oversimplified. What's his name? He does not disclose his identity. Yeah. It's what? Really cool. Yes. Yes. Wait. What? Yes. Why? This guy wins all kinds of awards because he's like, it's not about him, and he like makes fun. Yes. I. I that's part of the whole thing. Nobody knows what he looks like. Nobody knows how old he is. Oversimplified. Follow him on Twitter. He has like. 100,000. He may have like 70,000 followers and he only tweets like once every four months. Okay. It's, it's, it's bizarre. But if you watch the YouTube videos, you get it. And then there's, there's like this sub economy of like history teachers that break down his videos talking about how good they are. And all of those get like 400,000 views. So he's, he's, he's wild. I don't know if it's one dude, if it's a group of dudes, but yeah, there's one on, prohibition that's really fun and cool is it narrated or is it are you looking yeah, at subtitles he, he narrates it okay. he narrates it and it's just cartoons like bopping around doing cartoon stuff interesting okay my next rec is something i've sort of recommended twice on this show but different is the new york times presents which really only 
got the proper attention with the Britney Spears version episode. This is a documentary series. It is on FX on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. You watch the Britney Spears one. If you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you watch the Britney Spears one. So go back to that same channel <laughs> because they churn out pretty good little 45 minute mini docs. And again, the Britney one was all over the place. This is the newest one. It's called Who Gets to Be an Influencer. And it is about essentially what is the first. Do you know what a creator house is, Jack? How old are you? You're... I know what creator house is. Okay. Are. So, ten. If, if I would, I would have tried to have lived in one if we were ten years younger, hundred percent. It would. We'd have to be like fifteen years younger. I think twenty. Well, no, maybe there's some twenty-three year olds in there, but that's you're yeah, aging now. Yeah, because like you're aging three years. Three years ago, they were becoming a thing. Like late eight, late twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen, they became a thing. I'm sure. sure. There, it's a lot of eighteen year olds, which is blows my mind about these TikTok kids. Is most of them cannot legally drink. Um, I say TikTok; it's obviously YouTube and stuff, but it's where these popular influencers all go to live, and they're usually typically in LA. They are people with like fifty million followers on TikTok and YouTube and all these things, and they make content together. And the idea is that making content together is more powerful because they're just going to get even more views, which is why these houses exist. So this who gets to be an influencer is about the first black creator house. Because if you look at all the other houses, there's a hype house documentary, by the way, coming to Netflix. So if you don't know what we're talking about yet, you will when everyone watches the hype house show. Um, they're all just a bunch of white kids. And this is, this house is in Atlanta. It's actually not in LA, which I do think is um, a slight disadvantage because so many of the companies these people work with are obviously based in LA, but it is a very interesting look at kind of that divide and why it doesn't, there's no explicit way that they are able to define it, but the TikTok algorithm like is more favorable to white creators for really no reason. The TikTok algorithm is a mystery. And so, I mean, I guess in some sense, so is Instagram's like why things end up on your search page for TikTok. It's why things end up on the homepage. Um, it's all a mystery and no one will ever crack it. So it's just a really interesting, like I said, look at the struggle they go through. And one big criticism of TikTok has always been like black creators will choreograph the dance challenges. And then like Charlie D'Amelio, who has 110 million followers or more on TikTok will do the dance and her video will get, you know, 50 million views. And the person who created it will get absolutely no credit. Like that's always been an issue with TikTok. And so mm -hmm. this examines that as well. And yeah, it's, it's just worth your time. Um, like I said, they did a pretty good, pretty in-depth look at these specific creators and their stories, but also just the larger problem, which I don't know how to solve it. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you how to solve this problem. I'm just here to tell you that it is a problem. And it's a very interesting, worthwhile, about 45 minutes, I think. I've turned, I, like a year and a half, maybe even a year ago, I would have rolled my eyes at a TikTok influencer or a YouTube influencer as like, you know, that's not credible. But now I know that when I do that, I'm just doing myself a disservice. Like, I don't have to like it, but I, I have to acknowledge it because that's the way the world is right now. And these kids are legit celebrities and they're brands and they're hardly kids because they are quite powerful. Um, like I said, 
you may not like me saying this. You may be like, that's gross, but that's just how it is. Uh, so I always, um, people five years ago to relate it to what we do a little bit, 10 years ago, they would have, you know, look at Netflix, what it is now. People would have thumbed their nose at TV big time. Kate Winslet, um, you know, devoting a year of her life, year of her schedule to do a seven part mini series on HBO. I was like, why? Like, are, are she falling on tough times? Like, no, like, on, like only A-list actors can do that now. Uh, so the paradigm has shifted so much. And those who didn't see it coming, streaming specifically, back to back it up to the blockbuster or something, or, you know, you're left on the sideline. So if you don't acknowledge the power of these kids and what these kids do and try to like, God, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but so I, I, I wanted, I wanted to try to like skip this part of American culture and be like, all right, I'm just not going to get into this, but you know, I'll catch the next thing and just, you know, be a fan of that. But I don't think you're going to be able to get from A to C without, acknowledging B, this being B. So I will say this, you and I are not people who jump on TikTok every morning. I check my email. I check Twitter. Um, sometimes I'll check Instagram. That is like my morning routine. TikTok is not part of that. We are a little bit older. I'm assuming most of our listeners are the same way. I have TikTok on my phone. I just don't use it and scroll through it. So in a sense, I'm sitting that out from a participatory aspect where I acknowledge that this content exists, but I'm not engaging with it in the same way that I would if I was 17 or 21 or just any bit younger than the old 33-year-old that I am. So in some sense, I have chosen to sit it out. But if you look at it and say, this is so stupid, like this is how companies market now. Like TikTok, when you say, oh, this girl got 100 million views on her TikTok or Kim Kardashian has gets... 5 million likes on a picture, like a company looks at that and says, instead of paying money for the Super Bowl to get eyes on a Super Bowl ad, I can just put an ad on Kim Kardashian's Twitter page and a hundred million people will see it. And it's not going to cost me as much as a Super Bowl ad. It's the, it's the best way to find an engaged audience and the way that all these things work, there's analytics, there's numbers. So you can prove how many people saw it? How many people engaged with it? How many, you know, so all of that is just, it's the way the world works now. And if you consume any products, the products you're using, the clothes you're wearing, everything is marketed through these social media platforms. Now it's just the way it is. The other thing is there was like that medium kind of bridge influencer where it was just like the Kardashians being hot. And it was, they were really just like models the thing about TikTok creators is most of them are funny and talented. They're it's not not always that's like not a blanket statement you can say, but they become popular on TikTok because they make funny videos or they make good dances or things. Like you are still it's you're called a creator in addition to an influencer because you're not just posting a picture of you being hot. There's more to it. And I there like that some, part some of it. Some of the kids, yeah, if you follow and watch more than one video, if you like check them out like once a week and you're like, oh my God, you've put out seven videos since the last time I've checked your page. And you know, they're all, they're not all winners, but they're all quasi creative. Yeah. There's and some, some aren't funny, but you like, they, they, they grind a little bit. Not, I mean, they don't, it's not like a real job, but, and I, some of the, I wonder if they have like a team, like a small team of people who have ideas of what to do. 
And that's what the creator houses to get back to who gets to be an influencer. Like, that's what the creative houses are because there are not just, it's not just five famous TikTokers in a house. There are producers. There are people who are working with you, working with cameras, like making your content the best it can be. And that's part of like, there are like managers and things that are also involved with these houses that are helping you along the way. And it's just, we've just graduated from the like talentless influencer to something else. And so a lot of people roll their eyes at TikTok, but just like appreciate the fact that a lot of these people have some talent beyond just being hot. And sometimes it's luck in again, no, algorithms yeah. and again, all those things. I think that's a good, good point to make. Okay. That these kids, uh, it, it is like a, you can't just fall into the position now. You, you have to have something to offer, something different. Yeah, there's just, there's just more to it. And again, this is the evolving world we live in. And I, in some ways, the prevalence is bad, but also I do think we're evolving to a slightly better place. I just, I really highly recommend this, even if you roll your eyes at influencer culture and, and just the concept of TikTok. And even if you're old and you don't care, I just think it's a worthwhile watch. So the New York Times presents, and honestly, while you're there, like check out the other ones. <laughs> don't just watch the Britney one. This is a really good series they're doing. And in, in, like I said, it only really got attention uh, with Brit Brit. May she find happiness. Okay. Next rec. Oh, from you. Uh, you know, I, I hemmed in hot on this one, but I think I'm breaking the rules for us a little bit. <clears throat> I set foot last week into a theater. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Yep. I saw Quiet Place too. Did you wear a mask? I don't yeah. know how the theaters work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's all like, I mean, you've been into restaurants, right? Yeah. Same kind of deal you're sitting so far away from the nearest person that once you're down, like you could drop your mask and it's not going to be an issue. Um, <clears throat> if you feel comfortable, get yourself to quiet place too, because it is so awesome. It's so awesome. It's very, it's like, it's like, I do think it's our generation's jaws, uh, jaws sequels. Not great, but just that, you know, like a fun, like summer, franchise must see it everybody's talking about it jump scares uh you know jaws was original when it came out this is as far as like franchise jump scare movies goes this is pretty goddamn original and the world is building bit by bit you know quiet place the original all we know is the family we get a little bit of the uh the backstory as to you know the day of day zero and uh, more characters, more humans that are alive in this one. And I don't think I'm spoiling this by saying I would be shocked if uh, Quiet Place 3 isn't announced in the next couple of weeks because it definitely looks like a franchise. John Krasinski, is is he the writer or director? Both. Okay. Interesting. Both. So you I recommended two I scary movies. I think there's another writer credited, but his it's his um, concept. Yes, yes, I recommended both, and both very populous picks. But I offset it with like some weird like YouTube recommendation, which is bizarre. But yeah, this is probably your weirdest week yet. Is it because you don't know how to function in a post mare world? I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I don't yeah, post mare is not a not a world I want to live in. Can I watch a quiet place from the comfort of my own home? A quiet place you cannot. too. You cannot. Wait, yeah. really? So you have yeah. so if you want to see it, you they're really banking on the fact that people are mm -hmm. gonna go 
Well, we live on the West Coast. Yeah. You have to understand that most of the other country is pretty much back. Which is fair. And I, I'm not, um, I think I'd be comfortable enough to go to a movie. Like you said, I've been to restaurants and things. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think my brain hasn't fully gotten back to the idea of like being open and going to a movies. As yeah, you've been to sporting events. Common bro. Thing. It's like the same went, thing. Yeah. But I, the final four in a football stadium, we were pretty spread out. Um, not after the UCLA game. I was going to say no, no, not when Jack was jumping up and down with 22 year olds on ESPN. Speaking of old people trying to hang with the kids. All right. Anything else on the quiet place too? Uh, no, it's great. Fabulous. Loved it. Get out there. Go see it. It's so good. Okay. My third wreck relatively quick. Cause I went so long on my first one. It's called click. And it's not like the Adam Sandler movie where he has a remote. I think that's Adam Sandler. It's C-L-I-Q-U-E. It's on Hulu. It's a couple of years old. It is just a classic me show. It is a British thriller, but it's college girls. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's like if Pretty Little Liars was British and a little bit racy. I think they say the C word, which was wild. Um, well, but they're, across, they do it different over there. The pond, yeah, across the pond, C word is like, is like I say bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's shrug it off. It's jarring, but you're just like, oh yeah, this is not American. Um, it's. I think it airs on Pop TV in the U.S. I don't know. When I say it airs, I think it's over. There's two seasons, six episodes each. Classic British stuff. Um, total guilty pleasure stuff. There are like a few dead bodies. We're solving why this girl died, why this guy died, kind of thing. There's an industry aspect to it. Remember industry on HBO that crazy finance like young finance interns there's that aspect as well um the it's just it's just a good little binge i'm like almost through the first season i'm gonna binge the second season by the time we talk next um but i recommend it if you're looking for something along those lines it i don't know if you would like it but if you're not jack i recommend it um, it's just been an enjoyable binge on Hulu. Anything else for the week? There's actually a lot of good stuff coming up considering it's June. There is. There's a lot of good stuff. Dave season two coming out. If you're not a Dave person, what are you doing? Figure out Dave. Dave, Dave is so good. We'll save course, that for the, a wreck next week. The little Dicky um, show. A uh, physical is coming out on Apple TV plus. See, I always say I'm going to do this. And then this week I did it. I looked up stuff that's upcoming. The uh, Olivia Newton-John biopic, biopic mm-hmm. with Rose Byrne starring in the titular role. I guess it's not titular because it's called physical. <laughs> but Olivia, Olivia Newton-John, wow, Olivia Newton-John movie. And then what else? Okay. Other stuff's coming like later June. HBO Max, have you, they've just been pummeling me with this promo for Starstruck. Little rom-commy. Okay. Have you, you know, it's, it's again, it's funny how algorithms serve different things to different people. This show is like me written all over it. It's like normal girl dates, like goes out, meets guy who turns out to be a celebrity. Um, and then like they have a little romance. So we'll see how that goes. It's a show. I don't know how many episodes it is, but they said they're dropping it all. That's coming up. By the way, I also had this on my notes. Do you know they're doing a, a scripted series of the staircase with Colin Firth? 
Oh, I did not know that. They're doing cast announcements now. I don't think it's filming because I just saw it as a cast announcement. You know what? It, they dropped the news in like late March. So you and I were in a haze of basketball. Um, Colin Firth, Tony Collette, Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones, um, are in. But I'm so curious to know because the thing about the staircase is like, do do you think he did it or not? And so how are they going to show that scene or are they just going to skip over it are we ever going to see their take on like what happened that night yeah i bet they like i bet it i maybe it just picks up like the day after or the 911 call yeah you know which is possible and we're supposed to decide yeah so yeah they're doing I, and again I, I saw this through casting news which means they probably actually haven't started filming it but i was just like how did i miss this to begin with and i'm interested to see what they do and they've obviously gotten some big names so that's upcoming probably for the rec center in 2022. Euro cup too. Euro cup this weekend, baby. <laughs> that's the other thing. I just want to pat us on the back for a second because I'm watching NBA and NHL, NHL playoffs right now and mixing all these other shows in with that. I'm not watching the Euro cup. Um, there's probably sporting events you're watching. I'm not, but it's uh yeah credit work out it's due you mean yeah just you mean congrats to us yeah just a big congratulations to us okay that is it for this week we will see you next week